Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. You're listening to the Average Conservationist Podcast brought to you by Outdoor Class and in partner with 2% for Conservation. Outdoor Class is the new single source of premium outdoor education from trusted, knowledgeable experts. For hunters committed to improving their skills, Outdoor Class is the only subscription-based e-learning platform that provides unlimited access to video lessons from the world's most respected experts, covering topics across a hunter's entire journey. Learn from industry leaders like Corey Jacobson, Randy Newberg, and Remy Warren and other prominent personalities and organizations. Follow and subscribe to the Outdoor Class uh, at Outdoor Class Official on Instagram and Facebook and their YouTube channels. 2% for Conservation's mission is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that ensure the future of hunting and angling by committing their time and dollars to fish and wildlife. 1% of your time plus 1% of your money equals 2% for Conservation. 2% helps businesses and people pair with conservation causes to support things that fit what they care about. Whether you're into fishing, hunting, or just getting outdoors, 2% can help you not only start giving back to wildlife, but get certified for it. Getting 2% certified means you've made the same commitment as popular brands like Sitka, Stone Glacier, and Seek Outside in giving at least 1% of your time and dollars back to wildlife. But it's not just for outdoor companies. Brewers, contractors, coffee roasters, and even piano repair companies have earned 2% certification and stand out as leaders in their communities for doing so. Businesses that are committed to conservation deserve your support when you shop. Learn more about 2% for Conservation at fishandwildlife.org. That's fishandwildlife.org. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Average Conservationist Podcast, and I'm your host, Marcus Ewing. Uh, first off, I want to apologize for being a day late on this week's episode. Uh, I had some scheduling errors on my end, and um, yeah, such is life. But an uh, episode, as always, and this week on the podcast, I am joined by Robert Hilliker and Jordy Matthews, and they are the co-owners and co-founders of newly 2% certified Campfire Manufacturing. And Campfire Manufacturing is an outdoor lifestyle brand, and... <clears throat> Jordy and Robert and I get to have a super cool, super fun conversation um, and really talk about, you know, what the outdoors means to them, uh, the how their paths crossed and what that has led to over the past uh, six or seven years of their friendship uh, and the bond that these two have built through uh, their work outside of Campfire, um, but really the bond that they have built um, through their families and the outdoors and the experiences that they share. Um, You know, the guys come from um, similar but different backgrounds. And the, the thing that I really enjoyed about the conversation was, you know, really how many uh, of the same kind of attributes, um, you know, the, the same thoughts on conservation at the outdoor and the outdoors 
that all three of us share. Uh, we both have, uh, you know, families with young kids, and that was a obviously a big turning point uh, for all of us, uh, and, and kind of made us take a step back and really look at the outdoors um, and wild places and all that through uh, the lens of our children and what that looked like to them. And really, all of our, you know, all the the pursuits and the adventures that we have outdoors, uh, really became and has become more about them and more about making sure that they're enjoying it and that they're developing that love and that respect for the outdoors um, at a young age, so that when they get to be, you know, much older and can have a you know a lasting impact on the outdoors and conservation, uh, that they understand that and they are in a position to do so. Um, you know, one of the, the, the selling, not selling points, but, uh, one of the, I guess the, the motto, the, the, what the brand stands for is, um, create, connect and conserve, uh, which is actually going to be the name of, of this episode. But, you know, the, the campfire, you know, spending time outdoors, that's where, um, people really get a chance to, to connect with each other or, you know, in the outdoors, sharing time with friends and family and, and really getting to take in all that Mother Nature has to offer. Um, so, again, super fun episode, um, lots of laughs, and uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. So, episode 105, Robert Hilliker, Jordy Matthews, Campfire Manufacturing. Uh, enjoy. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by my friends over at Go Hunt. Uh, if you have not already, be sure to check out their uh, newly launched Explorer membership for their mapping system. Um, it's a great deal. It's $50 for the year. You're going to get all 50 states. And really, there's nothing else out there like that for that price that gives you all 50 states. Um, it's a tremendous tool. Um, Go Hunt has everything that a hunter needs from start to finish um, in your outdoor journeys and outdoor pursuits. So head over to gohunt.com and check out their Explorer membership. Jordy, Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, uh, we, we talked about it a little before, but you guys are in two separate places. Uh, and we're, you know, the, the program that I'm using, I have not um, uh, attempted this yet. And as of, you know, 25 seconds into this episode, things have gone off without a hitch. So let's hope we can keep this up uh, for the next little bit here. All right. Awesome. Off to, off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. I set the bar very low. Um, uh, again, Robert, I know you've, uh, you've done some podcasts in the past. Jordy, this is uh, your maiden voyage. How are you feeling so far? You, you feeling good? So far, so good. All right. Good. I feel like I'm in good, good hands. Yeah, well, we'll see how the rest of the episode goes. <laughs> <laughs> so before we kind of get into, you know, campfire manufacturing and the reason we're, we got you guys on tonight, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Jordy, why don't you go first? Uh, so my name is Jordy Matthews and my, uh, I live in Grand Junction, Colorado, and my day job is actually, I work uh, for Robert um, at Ethos Behavioral Health, uh, uh, mental health and, and behavioral health provider based out of Houston. And um, I spend every moment other than behind a computer out in the outdoors with my, with my family. Yeah. Grand Junction is a, is a great place for that I've only passed through, uh, especially kind of that, that Western uh, end of Colorado, but 
Yeah, that's that's beautiful country out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice nice proximity to to various various things. Yeah, and what I like about uh, you know, specifically kind of the the western side of Colorado there is, uh, and I, I'm a big skier, so I'm thinking about this uh, from a skiing standpoint, is you've got all these other resorts that are further out west there um, that are much more difficult to get to. Uh, I mean, unless you're going to fly into like Grand Junction or not, but, you know, nine times out of 10, people are flying into Denver, they're hopping on 70 and they're hitting Breck and Vale and Beaver Creek and A Basin. And, you know, they're hitting all those, the regular spots. Um, but yeah, there's some like Telluride and all that stuff uh, out there on the west side. I mean, those are some absolutely gorgeous resorts. Yeah, absolutely. I love. I I, I actually worked in the ski industry for a long time and have spent a long uh, a lot of years um, skiing the western slopes. And it sure beats you know our lift lines on the front range. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm 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 basically like, dude, don't don't tell anybody on the podcast. <laughs> right. don't, don't tell them about the Western Slopes. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're this is top secret, man. Yeah, top you guys secret. have got a good thing going over there. <laughs> no, I think um, no doubt. Yeah, um, I mean, I've yeah. It's, uh, I feel like there's, there's certain, um, like Montana, I hear a lot of people talk about like, Oh, if anyone asks like what it's like to live in Montana, like tell them it's terrible, tell them it's awful. Yeah. Like, this and that. Right. Cause they don't want anyone else to move there. And that's, and especially with skiing, like people get territorial, right? Like they don't want a bunch of, you know, a bunch of tourists, guys like me coming out West and yeah, jamming up your lines. Like I don't blame you. I'd be, you know, I'd be territorial over that stuff too. If I were out there. Oh man. Mm-hmm. It, 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 skiers skiers have nothing on uh, duck hunters there's there's not a more territorial group on the planet than a public land duck hunter uh they're like you're like hey where, where are you at uh where you like to hunt and they're like the coast you know, like, <laughs> like, they're like i'm on a coast somewhere you know yeah it's like I'm oh, on a body of water we're in colorado yeah, okay. yeah all the right coast. sounds good man yeah that's yeah, uh sounds good <laughs> You know, I have my thoughts about, uh, you know, sharing, uh, quote unquote, intel, secret, you know, secret spots, whatever it is. I mean, I love, you know, whether it's hunting or or fishing or or recreating of any sort outdoors, right? And, you know, if if I find something that's super cool or, you know, if I find a, if I'm fly fishing and I find a good stretch of river, like, I'll tell someone else, right? Like, let them enjoy it too. I mean, like, if I go through there one afternoon no and just doubt. have a, you know, have a banner day, like, heck yeah, I'm going to tell my buddy or something or, or, or anything like that. Like, yeah, this is what I was throwing. This is what time I was there. This is the, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them, you know, I'll give them the full write up, right? Like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter to me at all. As long as people are out enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, well, no, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think there's, there's a, you'll find a lot, you know, I think you'll find as many opinions on this as you find people who are uh, about the outdoors, those who want to, you know, who love it in a way that want to share it. And uh, people who, you know, uh, understandably don't want throngs of people, you know, I mean, you think about national parks and they're this like incredible uh incredible process I just an, an incredible gift to the american people right like they're, they're like one of the most important things we've done i think um is this national park system but then you have like throngs of tourists and like tons of stuff coming through and people are like oh you know it's uh 
but 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 those things are you know they're shared natural resources and they're meant to be shared and you know so but like I said I think there's a lot of opinions on it. Um, I realized, I realized, by the way, that we didn't do my introduction. Yeah, I was just gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna ask, I was just gonna ask you to go ahead yeah, and, and tell yeah. us about yourself, there, Robert. Sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> man, sure. Uh, so I'm Robert Hilliker. I'm a native Houstonian, which is kind of rare because uh, most most Houston-based folks are transplants for oil and gas or um, healthcare or something like that. But I'm a native Houstonian, born and raised, and. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm kind of like an adult onset hunter. Um, you know, uh, Jordy mentioned my day job. I wouldn't say he works for me. I'd say we work with each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my only correction, we're, we are colleagues and we work together. And, uh, but, uh, I started with a couple of partners, um, uh, Will Davis and Stacey Torn. We started ethos behavioral health group and, um, we've been growing that and Jordy's been a huge part of the growth and the development of that we've always had this kind of like passion project. Uh, Will loves the outdoors. Stacy loves the outdoors. I love the outdoors. Jordy does like we we spend a lot of time outside, um, doing things that we love, uh, you know, uh, hunting, fishing, all sorts of stuff for me. And, uh, and so Jordy and I've been talking for years about like, Oh, let's do like a lifestyle brand. Let's do something. And then really trying to kind of organize it specifically around conservation efforts. So, that's kind of how um, we can get into more of that, but um, that's a little bit about uh, who I am. And I'm, uh, like I said, an adult onset hunter, um, meaning I, I did not actually have it in my in my family growing up. Um, wasn't something that my family did, but it was something I always felt really drawn to. And a uh, best friend of mine put a put a bow in my hands, compound bow in my hands, and I uh, shot that thing. And I was like, man, this is. I'm into it. Um, and I kind of took it up. Like I take everything else up, which is, um, passionately. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's like a, a, a big push of mine. And Jordy and I have a love of fly fishing, which is something I shared with my grandfather and, you know, something that he, um, certainly has done with, with his father a lot. So, um, yeah, so that's a, a little bit of, uh, intro to who I am, who Jordy is and what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. First off, that's a great friend, whoever uh, it was that put the compound bow in your hands because, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, bow hunting, uh, regardless, whether it's whitetail, whether it's, you know, you know something bigger like a mule deer or elk or, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's it's such a great time. Um, and so how did yeah. you guys get hooked up? Was it through work or have you guys known each other, you know, since you were young kids or, or what did that look like? Man, I wish. I wish I knew Jordy since I was a kid, man. We, uh, although we would have gotten into so much trouble. We actually yeah, we... found each other like after the trouble phase, which was kind of cool because <laughs> now we just get to enjoy life with our, our families. But um, actually, I kind of like, I feel like I stole Jordy. Um, we never really tell that story, Jordy. <laughs> like, Jordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got introduced to Jordy working with another dude, and we were like, hey, can we split Jordy's time? And you know, this or that. And then I was like, Hey, can we just keep Jordy? Cause Jordy's amazing. So that's, uh, that's, that's how I tell that story. I don't know. What Jordy, <laughs> what you think. Well, and so to, and to clarify, I, so I do all the, the creative and graphic design and web design, uh, for ethos and as well, you know, for, for campfire, I do all the graphics and all the web web design and all of that stuff. And so that's, that's what he poached me to do. company. Um, yeah, and we t- totally hit it off and, um, kind of been, 
that's the story ever since, you know? And I think we, uh, like Robert said, we've been, you know, toying with the idea of doing a lifestyle brand and, and utilizing some of those, some of those things that, you know, we're, we're, we work really well together in concepting things and, and kind of the, the creative process. And, uh, you know, and finally we, uh, we, what well, we booked, a, we decided to go camping, uh, with our families in Gila national forest last, last year. And, uh, so we all rallied down there and camped with our families for, for three or four days and, and kind of brainstormed around it. And as soon as we got back, we, we started kicking things off. Um, so super cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So you guys met through work. How long ago did that, did that friendship really form? It's been like seven years, six years. Okay. Yeah, something like that, man. Yeah, yeah. it's been it's been quite a while now. Uh, and and you know, a lot of our a lot of our work stuff has totally been pr- predicated on friendship and relationship. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely the business that we're in is it help helping people in a kind of very relational way um, in terms of behavioral health. But um, but even just like the partnership there, like uh, you know, Will and I are like twenty plus year friends and. And Jordy just like came right into the fold of that, you know, like it was, it was so seamless. And I, I feel like that's probably a pretty good piece to highlight for us is like, I think, I think the outdoors is a wonderful thing. And I think there's something to be said about solitude in the outdoors. But for me, it's also, there's a huge piece about sharing it with people that I really love and being out there with people that I enjoy it with. And, uh, and like, I, like I, you know, a lot of people like that kind of like solitude, fishing a stretch of river by yourself. And, um, I, I'd rather be out there with Jordy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, that's the truth of it probably for me. I mean, I do a fair amount of solo hunting, but like probably rather do it with a, you know, have other people and make a day of it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I probably fall a lot in the same boat that you got or that, that you just kind of talked about there, Robert, like, I, I love the solitude part of it at times, but I also like just this past weekend, uh, I have a childhood friend. We've known each other since we were shoot five years old. Um, and you know, life happens. We've stayed in touch, but we haven't seen each other a ton. Um, he actually has a, a 2% business, uh, now as well, which is super cool. Um, the him and, uh, buddy of his started this, yeah, started this, this company that's like it, it's going like gangbusters and I'm so excited for them. I'm so pumped for them. And we got to get out fly fishing, uh, over the holiday weekend, a few weekends back. And like, we spent more time just kind of like sitting on the bank, like just talking and like catching up. Like I know I missed at least one fish because I was, you know, like my, my fly hits the, hits the water and it just starts its drift. And like, I'm running my mouth, you know, talking to him upstream and yeah, uh, you know, miss a fish or, or whatever, but I'm okay with that. Right. Because it's, it's just such a cool experience. It's just so nice. And, you know, there's no one else around. Uh, it's just, yeah, spending time like that with, you know, with close friends and family is, uh, is tough to beat. No doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. So <clears throat> let's get into, into campfire manufacturing. Why don't, uh, why don't you guys tell me about that? You know, uh, what the process looked like getting started, you know, what the company and the brand is all about. So yeah, let me know. Who wants to field that first? Yeah, go for it, Robert. Kick it off. Okay. <laughs> right on. So, so Jordy really is the creative engine in the whole thing. Um, 
And uh, like you said, we've always like really meshed well together on that. Like uh, I usually convey some kind of vision of something and then he brings that vision to life in a way that's like, he's usually like right out of the gate. Like we don't do a ton of edit. Like it's like, that's it. That's like what I had in my head. It's really, (laughs) so that part's been super fun actually. Um, Because a lot of times that, that creative process when you don't like jive well, it, it doesn't feel very good. It's like a, such a hassle. Like everybody feels like kind of put out by it. And at the end of it, like the person on creative is like, Oh, I hate this client. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, yep. It doesn't feel good, but like it, it, it's not like that for us. It's like a really fluid process. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's just a lot of like, um, let's take things that we love and share them with other people. And, uh, and so, the idea of like connection, right? That's what we talked about, like the relational part of this whole experience. Like we want to connect, we want to be creative and create things and put things out in the world um, in a good way. And and we want to conserve. Um, uh, we're really interested in, in um, this business having an impact from a conservation standpoint. And for us, that looks like, uh, you know, keeping wild places wild. That looks like, um, uh, you know, uh, conservation easements, land buybacks and things like that that are really, um, about creating um, uh, public green space um, and you know especially you know for, for me there's a bend towards like hunting and fishing and I think it's you know uh, for Jordy can kind of speak to where that resonates for, for him but that's that's kind of the the gist of it and, and it really was that simple like uh, we were working with a we, we have a copy a copywriter that we work with on a bunch of projects and she was like so tell me about it and I was like uh, I came up with that alliteration like right there on the spot, like connect, create, conserve, and she, and Jordy was like, "That's what, we, that's it, <laughs> like we're done." Nailed it. <laughs> that, was, that, was literally, that was literally like our creative process. We were like, "All right, yeah, no, that's it. Like that's that's exactly what we want to do with this brand and 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 what we're about." So, um, yeah. No, that's Jordy, think, anything to that. What yeah. Do you, what do yeah, and I think too, like in regards to the connection piece, like this, like this whole process, right? Like being invited onto this podcast, like becoming part of 2%, you know, 2% and, you know, being able to like reach out and uh, to, you know, to some of the, the, the people that we're working with through the 2% and just, you know, for me, it's about learning more about how to, how to, you know, how to be a better conservationist, right? Like I feel like a lot of my life, you know, I've, I've, I've actually at this point now lived, the majority of my life, you know, on the Western slopes of Colorado. And I feel like a lot of it, especially in my younger years was just kind of like, just going through the motions and just kind of like doing things because like the guy I was climbing with told me that that's what we do. And not like not finding out why, or, you know, or like what, what the, what the, the guy I'm rafting with says, you know, you're supposed to do and, and not really like, you know, asking questions or seeing why we do things or, are really learning about those things. And so for me, like this whole journey too, and, and being able to connect with different organizations that, that have been doing this for a while and they can, you know, that I can learn from is, is huge for me as well. Yeah. There's so many great, uh, businesses, organizations, uh, that are involved with 2%. Uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm super fortunate with the podcast that I get to talk to a lot of these people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 
what I love uh, about so many of these businesses, because, you know, there's obviously some some real uh, heavy hitters from a, a name and brand standpoint that are 2% certified. But there's a lot of, you know, very small companies um, who, you know, the their business that's 2% certified is, uh, you know, it's like a, a second job or it's a, a passion project, uh, you know, something like that. Or, you know, maybe create a, a little bit of a second revenue stream. But instead of being, you know, super greedy and super selfish about it, they're like, you know what, like, I really like doing this, or I really like doing that. And you know, on top of that, I'm going to take, you know, X amount of dollars, and X amount of my time every year, and donate that back to conservation. Like, I think that all these businesses that are 2% certified, like probably in the back of their mind, when starting a business, they're like, Oh, and I can like, you know, raise some money too, right? Like, it's, it's almost like a, like a, 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 a pillar in what their business ultimately is or what it even starts from. Mm -hmm. And Robert, no, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct point. me if I'm wrong. I think that's how we, that's kind of where we were at too, you know, like if we yeah. can, if we can make some cool clothes that people like and, and give back, then that's, you know, that's huge for us. Yeah. And, and, and to do that in a sustainable way. Right. You know, I mean, one of the things we were really careful about is the idea that, you know, like all of our stuff's made to order. Right. So, um, and that's helped from a business standpoint, um, you know, inventory management and, and, you know, cost overruns from all that kind of stuff, like where you, you know, get stuck, hold a bunch of inventory in the clothing business and, and then seasons change and people want something different. But, uh, but for us, it, it's also like there's a big push around conservation in that, you know, 85% of textiles get, you know, fashion textile just gets like thrown in the garbage, right? right. Or like, you know, like it, 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 it's like one of the industries that has like just an incredible amount of waste. And um, and so when you do stuff that's like more customized, like and, and, and made to order, um, then we just, you know, we're able to avoid a lot of that and eliminate all that kind of like, wasted inventory of like producing a bunch of stuff that um, is going to sit on a shelf or sit in a warehouse and then um, get tossed in the trash and not make it out there. So, um, you know, that was the other thing is like, as we've gone along planning and growing this thing, we've, we've really tried to do it in a way that also favors, uh, you know, conservation and, and, you know, being, um, you know, more uh, ecologically minded, right. About, you know, the impact, um, and yeah, it is, it is a, you know, this is not our, our, our day job, but it's something like we feel really stoked about and we, we really enjoy doing and, and we're having fun with it. And, and I, you know, that's like for us at, at, in our day job, that's like a huge part of the culture that we've created is this idea of having fun at what we do. And so this is another way that we get to have fun and give back doing it. And, you know, we're, we're pretty stoked about that. Yeah. And you, it allows you guys to express yourself, um, a little bit differently, right? Than than you do during your day jobs, right? I mean, everyone has mm -hmm. hobbies and things they like to do outside of their nine to five, um, and to be able to, you know, let that passion uh, come through uh, in a different avenue than uh, what you guys have at Ethos uh, is super cool, and it's amazing how many people um, that you guys come in contact with that probably didn't even know, um, you know, how much you guys love the outdoors, hunting and fishing and camping and all this stuff, but you know, they see your your apparel brand they're like oh i didn't know you guys even like this kind of stuff right like it, it, <laughs> yeah. it kind of lets people uh gives them a look behind the curtain so to speak for sure yeah i think that yeah i think that's a really good point i think you know pro probably um 
I was just thinking about like our uh, we we've made Colorado a verb and that like you like you Colorado Julie super hard when yeah. you guys moved. <laughs> so so like you I, I think you'd look at me and you'd be like oh that guy's like a desk job somewhere and you look at Jordan and you'd be like that guy's cool uh, you know, like Jordy, <laughs> Jordy, Jordy, Jordy's like uh, Jordy's just cool you know like all around uh, uh, and I'm I'm kind of like a you know, I wouldn't say like a bookish nerd or anything like that. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'd say I'm reasonably cool, and my kids would all disagree. So you know, they'd be like, you're, you're dad, whatever. <laughs> you know, but, um, but, but, but you know, like, uh, yeah, to that, to that point, I think you could probably look at Jordy and be like, that dude's into fly fishing, um, and he probably skis really hard. And um, but I think for for me, that's probably like what you said is probably a little bit more true. We're like, whoa, I didn't even know you liked that stuff. Like, I. I think a lot of um, people that I've worked with and stuff have been like, whoa, like I didn't think, you know, you're like a clinical social worker in Houston. Like I didn't think you <laughs> like did stuff, you know, I, I don't know whatever people's perception is. Um, but yeah, uh, Jordy, you know, uh, yeah, I guess I, all, all that to say, I think Jordy's really cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> That's my take on that. <laughs> well, it's, well, and I'm, I'm and more can... of the, the nerds, the office nerds. Well, and I can get away with it, right? Because, like, everyone kind of expects the designer to be the weird one, right? <laughs> like, you can – when the designer shows up on a corporate Zoom account with, like, a teacher like, oh, and The guy with the purple hair, yeah, he's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our guy. Well, no, that's – when you talk about, like, I guess if you just – judging the book by its cover so to speak right kind of like what what you were just mentioning there robert (laughs) like i know if like when you were saying like oh he's probably a really good skier too like i know when i used to like ride in the chairlift and i would see someone like you know getting after it right i'd be like when i was you know young like early 20s teens i'd be like oh dude like this guy can't hold a flame to me like i would ski circles around him but now that i'm in like my mid to late 30s i'm like that dude charges, man. Like I have so much respect for people who are out there just like <laughs> getting after it. And I love to see it like, yeah. Right. Like I, I love, I've had this like super big mind shift, like over the last like 10 years where I just love seeing people succeed at whatever it is that they're doing. Right. Like mm-hmm. I like to see people yeah. good at something. Right. Because that's awesome. Yeah. And like, like even this podcast, right. So I have a, an, a, an apparel, a lifestyle brand, just like you guys do. And, like people will ask me like on the side, they're like, so what's it like, you know, like having someone on the podcast, it's like your, you know, competition. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, they're, you know, they're selling, you know, t-shirts and hats and sweatshirts like you are. And, you know, they're, they're had their, that's an outdoor, you know, lifestyle brand. I'm like, yeah, but you know how many people enjoy the outdoors that are walking the face of the earth right now? Like there's plenty to go around and it's like, and they got cool shit. So Awesome cool I, I like to see other people's yeah. you know take on however they like to enjoy enjoy the outdoors and whatever it is uh that they're into like i'm all about it man there's there's enough to go around for everyone yeah it's interesting yeah. that you say yeah, that I, too I, sorry yeah, it's, ahead, it's interesting that you say that too because i i've actually been thinking you know i had that shift recently and just doing like putting together the social media stuff for for campfire right like i've got you know pictures of robert and his duck camp hats right and things like that and i'm like 
and I was like, oh, well, no, we're like, leave that in there. That's cool. Right. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, you know, and not, not that we're in any way competition with Duck Camp, but it's just like another brand, right. It's not us, but, um, I'm, you know, I'm like, man, no, that's, it's a, it's a really great brand. Let's like, we'll leave that photo in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're part of 2%. I mean, they, they're, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're another organization that's giving back and, and thinking about conservation and, and I, yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned them because like, I, I was like one of the, the early adopters, like I bought a bunch of their, like, like they had like four hats and I like, got them all and I, I really liked them. And I was just like, I like this brand. And then they just like blew up. They got yeah. huge. I don't know who backed them. I don't know much about that. I actually don't know much about the, the company itself or their culture or anything like that. But, but I like, I, I really like their stuff. And I, I think it's great to, <clears throat> you know, I think what you're speaking to in a larger sense really crossed over in the behavioral healthcare space and we think about it as like you know not promoting a, a culture of scarcity but but one of like you know there's there's enough man there's enough and and and, and i feel that way like a you know a rising tide raises all ships you know and yeah. and i feel that way even in, in our healthcare business like if we're helping patients and they're getting better and we're doing something right and we can share that with other people we don't have to be super proprietary about it we can actually kind of go out there and like help other people get better at the work that they do and that's actually one of the things that Jordy and I have really done is, is go and actually get involved. Like our, our other, our other, other venture, uh, you know, in circle creative is a creative group that, that actually goes in and helps um, similar, like kind of similarly sized and placed uh, behavioral healthcare companies kind of like improve their brand and, and improve their messaging to patients so that they can get, um, you know, a better reach and, and, and actually help more folks. And, you know, if, if there weren't enough patients to go around, like that would be like a good problem to have. Right. Right. Like, absolutely. That would, that'd be like the whole reason we're doing it. It's just not going to happen, man. It's just not going to happen. And, 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 and I feel like, like you have said in this, like, I feel the same way about this. Like, yeah, we should all, you know, like if, if, you know, we're like we're working collaboratively and, and, you know, and there's some crossover in the space or whatever, but um, everybody's, having fun and, and doing good stuff. Like I'm, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. So what's it like running the business being in two separate places? You know, we've been doing that for a while now. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you guys uh, relocated up there to be closer to your folks and, and you know, you're a native Colorado and um, yeah, I mean, it had, I don't think it has had much impact other than I just don't get to see Jordy very much. I see him on video a lot, uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, but I, I think we've all kind of adjusted through the pandemic to that, like just remote working and, right. you know, so, and, and well, geez, I mean, before you guys were even in Colorado, Jordy, you guys were, you know, in Hutto. Um, yeah. I think, I think when we first, like, really, we first started working together, because I was living in Houston at the time, and I think I'd just gotten married, and, uh, you know, we, we, we met, and we, we decided to work together, and I was like, okay, cool, but uh, I'm moving to Austin, like, next week, <laughs> and, 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 of course, you know, and we, we and, like, and cool. but I was, yeah, well, and I was like, I, I've never really, like, lived in, in big cities a lot, and so I was kind of looking to go we were we actually moved to the outskirts of austin just for like some kind of like semblance of of outdoors and then we moved there and uh and lived there for a few years and worked there and then and then i decided to move to colorado with my family and um you know i think it was just kind of like we 
it was right when, like you said, right when the pandemic hit and it was kind of like the, the culture of, of the whole working class changed anyway. So it really was um, pretty smooth transition. I felt like. Yeah. 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 Pretty easy. So from a product standpoint, what all are you guys offering? Um, yeah. So we've got, we've got hats, shirts, hoodies, jackets. Um, we're trying to, you know, kind of starting it off with everything kind of simple. Um, and it, you know, with the hope of kind of organizing it into a little bit more, we're slowly kind of organizing it into more specific categories. Cause a lot of it, to be honest, was like, Hey, we think this is cool. Let's, let's do this, you know, this concept or whatever with, you know, without, a a real, uh, you know, process around it. And so we're kind of reshaping that. And one thing that we're kind of, you know, really excited about that we just did our first uh, collaboration with a, a fishing group that, that are some friends of ours that are out of Matagorda, Texas, um, called El Matador Fishing. And we just did a, a line for them to kind of collaborate with uh, with their fishing group. And, and we're real excited about that. We, uh, you know, just some upcoming collaborations with some brands that we are, you know, friends with or have have crossed paths with in the past you know yeah that that's actually like such a great segue into what we were just talking you know from from what we were just talking about mm-hmm. you know, the collaboration piece the campfire collaboration is like a cool uh piece so we've come out of the gate with el matador fishing which is really exciting they're friends of jordy's and I'm, I'm i'm really stoked about it um but the 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 collection came out pretty cool um it's like a a tailing redfish with like a matador it's it, it's it's Jordy did a cool uh, job with it, and and uh, so we're getting, you know, it, it, it's cool because it kind of cross promotes it, it. It brings in their, um, you know, their base uh, who are wanting to kind of, you know, rep El Matador fishing, and then it also kind of is mutually beneficial and that it kind of tacks on and and hopefully builds a little bit more of a base that um, you know branches out from that collaboration and sees some of the other stuff we're working on. Um, so right now it's men's and women's wear. Um, the women's wear is kind of light, but we've done some cool leggings. There's some really awesome, like, topographic leggings. I have, like, topo maps, like, on them. It's, it's, Jordy's done a pretty awesome job of um, getting some of that women's wear on there and stuff. And then we've got kids. And um, I think we're really interested in expanding kind of the, the offerings related to children. Um, because we're family guys and do a lot of stuff with, with kids outdoors, um, we... we, we we all had the same kind of thing. Like uh, our wives plus us have been like, you know, like the stuff that's kids is like, it's either like you're trying to make like, like baby versions of adults, which is a little weird, or it's like too little kitty. Right. And I think there's something in between that, in that space for kids. That's like, that like really hits the sweet spot of like engaging them in a level that makes sense um, that they can get really excited about. And so we're going to be doing more like outdoor stuff, um, activity kits and things like that that we're really excited about for kids and really branching out into that space. I think um, more, um, you know, while we're, we're testing what, you know, what people like and what people don't like right now and kind of getting a feel for that, we've had some good early interest in it. Um, you know, social media ad buying and stuff is starting to put us in front of people. And I think that's, that's given us a little bit of traction. It's cool to see what people like. Um, I think much like, you know, we, we mentioned Duck Camp earlier. There's some other brands like that, Sendero's. And other, you know, there's there's brands out there that have, you know, went from T-shirts and hats to something like much bigger conceptually. And I think 
I think we're we're just getting our feet wet for what that's going to look like. I think two to three years from now, what Campfire looks like um, could be really fundamentally not not different. I think there'll always be some hats on on there, and I think there's always going to be some um, some outerwear, and I think there's always going to be some clothing. But I think it's going to branch into you know maybe even more some you know more technical gear and um, you know some other pieces that I think would be you know, uh, really exciting and, and maybe add something new to the space. You know, that's, that's what we're really trying to get creative on and figure out, you know, what, what is that thing that, um, that we could, you know, could be improved on in, in this space or, um, that we could do a little bit better or a little bit cooler or whatever. Um, so, um, you know, we're still figuring that out and, and we'll keep, you know, getting feedback and listening to people. I think that the women's leggings thing was like, I mean, we already had that in mind, and then we got this, like, request. People were like, hey, how about some women's leggings? And we are like, <laughs> we're working on it. Like, we're, <laughs> we're going to drop it on Friday. Like, you know, it's a, it's cool to get feedback from people and have folks reach out. So we do on that is, like, you know, just get the word out and, and have people, you know, check out the website and, and also give us feedback. What would you like to see more of? You know, we're, we're interested. If you're in this space and you're, you know, running kids around uh outdoors and doing hikes and stuff like that like what would you want more options around and um we i I think always with with all the business interests that i've done all the startups and different things um in in a a few different spaces largely in healthcare but in other spaces too i've always said like the best the best feedback will be you know from the, the end user like the person who's like you know, and, and, and we are kind of that end user also. We're also creating stuff that, like, is cool to us that because we, we're out there doing it. Um, but but ultimately, if we're really listening with our ear to the ground about what people want, I think um, we'll, we'll, we're poised to be, I think, really responsive to what um, what people are looking for and, and, you know, create stuff that's interesting and um, engages, ho- hopefully, a, a loyal user base that comes back and shops with us again and, um, continues to uh, grow their closet with campfire stuff as we continue to grow. Yeah, that's uh, that's it's great to kind of have this this moving target, right? As time goes on, because you know people, uh, you know what they want changes. Um, you know maybe what you guys want to do changes over time, and and being fluid, being flexible, um, and just kind of going with the flow and and recreating. Uh, your your targets and your goals I think is how you keep things fresh it's how you guys you know it's how uh, you stay engaged in the process and not get complacent um, you know with with designs or with you know the the offerings that you guys have and I think that's a a great strategy for success in the long run for sure well and at the end of the day I'm I'm now in my at the end of the day I'm now in my 40s so I have to listen to other people on what's cool (laughs) (laughs) Jordy's Jordy's the old man now. No, I don't I don't think I, I think forties are the new thirties, man. And yeah, thirties are the new twenties and that's uh you know, so that's that's you know, we're at least that's what I'm hoping. because um, that's what I got in front of me. So um, you know, the other thing I wanted to highlight too, you know, we talked about campfire collaborations and the first one with El Matador um fishing, but I think the other piece that, that really speaks to the connection part, um, other than those kind of collaborations, is we wanted to highlight stories of kind of everyday people, and this we're just getting rolling on. But we, we have so many friends in this space, and so what we're doing 
In fact, I think we got to come back and interview you. I think we got <laughs> to turn the tables here and interview you. We don't have a podcast, but what we'll do is we'll interview you and, and capture a cool story. But we're we're basically like gathering up, um, you know, everyday people's kind of stories of the outdoors. Some of them perilous and crazy, like you know, we highlighted, um, you know, Morgan's story, which is on the website, which is like, you know. <laughs> death-defying uh mountain bike trip in nepal which uh, you know which is cool and and but 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 there's it's not just like shock and awe i think i, I think there's actually like a deeper narrative that exists in that and, and we're trying to capture a little bit of that like the, the the really human element of um what happens when people get out in nature and and um and connect in different ways and um have adventures sometimes scary sometimes funny um and uh and 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 always fun if you survive them to look back and go you know wow um so 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 that's kind of what we're um that's another piece that i think you'll see really take off um we've got our we, we've got one story up and there's a poster that's associated with that that people can buy and then we're we're going to be have you know i think tying um certain design gear like to those stories and you know have some pull quotes from those that can be really cool for um stickers, hats, apparel, and other stuff. And, um, but, but, you know, my hope is that it kind of hits on two levels, um, that it, it, it feels like personable and authentic and real. And it kind of hits at like a, a human level. Um, and that it's also kind of fun and funny and engaging and, um, and has people waiting for the next story to drop. So that's, that's another piece that we're working on with it. And that's always been part of the vision was like that, you know, sitting around a campfire and telling stories like, you know, we, what we, that's, that's kind of the idea, right? Like, um, there, there was a time where people sat around a campfire and told stories that the, you know, Paulo Coelho, uh, paraphrasing there, but a quote from him, but like, that, that's what we need more of. Um, and so in a way, campfire manufacturing has an opportunity to do that, to like kind of highlight, um, you know, everyday stories of the outdoors. So, I hope people will come and check that out. Yeah, I love that. I love that angle um, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's so many, uh, like, let's just kind of speak in the outdoor space, right? Like, there's so many uh, very well-known and successful hunters and anglers, um, you know, mm-hmm. conservationists, or whatever it is, that have, you know, been fortunate enough um, to make a career out of the outdoors, out of conservation. They've, you know, went on some incredible hunts and, and journeys and things like that that you know given their position they've they've had those opportunities right and i don't fault anyone for for anything like that i mean if that's where your opportunities take you by all means cash in but this and, and but everyone knows those stories right like you, there's nothing like if you hear like a, another super cool steven ranella story it's like yeah that doesn't surprise me right like he does a ton of a ton of cool stuff um you know, at the, what his next adventure like doesn't really like. Well, it may be cool, like it doesn't surprise me. But if you get like, you know, Robert Hilliker from Houston, Texas, who's like, oh yeah, I did this and I did this and I was, you know, whatever. It's like, oh damn, who's who's Robert? Like, let me read some more, right? Like, Robert's like me. Like, Robert's just a guy at the bar having yeah. a beer, you know, hanging out with his friends or sitting around a campfire. Yo, but my man's doing this when he's outdoors, like. Yeah, like let me read about that because it's so much more. Like you just said, it's more personable, it's more relatable. It you know it inspires a bunch of like 
average guys who, you know, love the outdoors and, and love to, to do some cool stuff in their spare time. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's exactly right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so well, and it's like, you, you know, you, you're like, okay, yeah. You know, Nims, I just climbed some other insane thing. It's amazing and, and awesome, but I've like, <laughs> you know, it, but I want to, I want to hear about the guy that like had a, chipmunk trapped in his truck after he went fly fishing one day and it chased him, you know, or whatever. Like those are the stories I want to hear. So how was it that you guys yeah. even learned about 2% for conservation? Uh, well, so we had talked about, we had talked about figuring out a way to give back. And I, I think honestly, uh, it, you know, I just searched online for, uh, for you know, ways to give back, and I I, I came across the the Fish and Wildlife site and well, read, a, read and, about it there. And and I'll say, Jordy's like a master of like just finding you know like like how could we make this process more efficient? Because I was like, oh, I guess we'll just you know we'll we'll donate a portion of our proceeds to like conservation efforts. And he's like, dude, there's got to be an organization out there <laughs> that kind of like <laughs> touch that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. We can just do it ourselves. And he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, and, you know, to his credit, you know, he, like, found it. And he's like, yeah, no, this totally exists, dude. And it's already out there, and we'll use them. And um, and, and, and we're really stoked about the affiliation there and, and, and excited about, you know, working um, with them. And they've already given us some really great uh, leads into – the space to make sure that um, our, our our money and our contributions are going to stuff that really matters and is doing a good job. Um, you know, there's yeah, you, you want to find stuff that you know has low administrative costs, like really has an impact and all that kind of good stuff. So um, they've they're they're super helpful um, in that regard. Yeah, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think I. I sent one email out and got an immediate response and then I was talking to you know to Jared over there for you know a half an hour about you know how it works and he explained everything and was like oh well you know we'll, we'll totally guide you if, on whatever you need and and that's what I needed because I didn't know you know I'd I'd previously you know been affi- affiliated with like Trout Unlimited but that's like the extent of my knowledge and you know I, I was like hey can you provide some names on some you know some open space uh, you know, organizations and things like that. And, and he provided all that. So it's super cool. Yeah. What organizations are you guys going to be, uh, working with and giving back to? So as of right now, it's trout unlimited ducks, unlimited, and, uh, the, um, what was the other one, Robert, the, uh, coastal conservation. Oh yeah. Uh, the yeah. Coastal, CCA. Yeah, coastal conservation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CCA. Yeah. CCA. And, and that's one of the stories we want to highlight, actually, is, like, my a really good buddy of mine, um, in fact, he just called me right before I hopped on this, but a good buddy of mine, um, his grandfather was, like, instrumental in um, starting the CCA, and they, like, like went up against, like, big commercial fisheries, and, and, and um, they, like, burned his house down, dude. <laughs> like, wow. Literally. They, like... And so it's like one of the stories we're going to, it's like, you know, kind of a hometown hero that like went up against the big guys and like for, for, for something like conservation, he's like, look, we're going to, we're going to commercially like strip redfish out of, you know, like we, we're like, we gotta, we gotta change this. And, um, and so anyway, that's like a, that's going to be a really cool story and a legacy story that we're going to highlight. Um, uh, actually it's like one of our, the next two stories that we'll, we'll have up on the site. Um, he's agreed to do it. And, 
um, we're excited about about that. So, um, so yeah. Again, right now they kind of you know favor the the things that are most fun to us. You know, so it's like you know waterfowl hunting and it's uh, you know fishing and um, you know coastal conservation specifically organized around you know, um, you know fish and wildlife mainly. Um, but I, I I think that's going to expand for us. I mean, let's let's see what kind of impact we can have right with um, you know the more stuff we sell, the more money we've got to give and. Um, and then we can start, you know, spreading the love around. And I think there's a lot of other things we've had, um, you know, in our sites that are cool conservation efforts and, um, you know, stuff related to, I, I'm, I'm still really uh, passionate about, uh, accessibility. You know, one of the things that's been kind of a hot issue, Mediator and those guys, you mentioned Steve Ranella, um, those guys have really highlighted Clay Newcomb, those guys, uh, Bear Grease podcast and all that stuff. They've, they've highlighted this a lot as an issue. Um, which is like corner crossing and the idea of like accessibility in the public space. Um, we don't, we don't, there's so many landlocked um, public spaces, right? They don't right. have easements. Um, and so, you know, this is like, this is public space that's, that's, you know, inaccessible unless you're willing to kind of like brave this like constitutional issue of like corner crossing. Um, for those that, that don't know that, you know, there, there's kind of a grid pattern of private and public land. Um, and, you know, I, I'm on the, I'm on the side of it that would say, you know, I, I think if you cross at the corner and you're on public land and you cross into public land and you happen to be in the, you know, for half a second in the airspace of and not even touching the land of a private landowner, um, that seems legit to me, but, um, but some private landowners have like really taken issue to it. And, and so it's become kind of a hot button issue um, nationally has garnered a lot of attention recently in that kind of conservation space. And I, um, so if, if there's an opportunity to kind of support in that arena too, and look at other organizations in that, like creating, you know, easements, there's a lot of groups that have done a wonderful job of going in and working with landowners and creating, you know, buying, you know, easements to create accessibility to this stuff and um i just think that's really cool and something i hope we can support in the future yeah that's uh that's certainly um a big issue especially in a lot of the western states there um and it's funny you were when you when you kind of uh gave the summary of of that you know the corner crossing case and all that and what's funny is you know specific landowners um you know, we'll, we'll fight that tooth and nail because they cross the airspace yet. If I, the I, airspace, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, and I'm willing to bet that if that hunter on the public land walked up to their fence line and just put their arm over the fence, right. Or just like leaned up against the fence, they wouldn't care at all. Although you're spending more time <laughs> in on their property in that particular instance than you are, you know, literally taking a step or two steps as you, you know, cross that, that intersection there. But it's because you're now accessing um, land that they probably feel that they're the only ones who, who uh, have real access to it because of, of the property boundaries and everything like that. And I think that's, uh, that's being a bit hypocritical and it's uh, kind of wanting your cake and eating it too, you know? It's, it's interesting. And, and I'll say I'm a landowner, you know, and so like, you know, and people, I, I, I you know, so I'm, I'm sympathetic to the idea of, uh, and the plight of landowners. I'm a, uh, you know, I, I get that part of it, but, um, but we're also like one of the unique things about being American is that we're actually all public landowners. 
Like yep. if you pay your taxes and like, and like buy a hunting license and buy a fishing license and buy a duck stamp and stuff like, like, you know, you're a huge part, a huge part of being a public landowner in this country. And I, I get the like constitutional idea of like airspace and all this kind of stuff, but <laughs> it just, it seems, a, it seems a bit like, I mean, these are, I, I don't know. It seems to fall out for me. It seems to fall out that those are the same guys that are like, well, we're patriots. And they're like, I, I don't know. It's questionable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, like, I, you know, I don't get like overly political, but just like, you know, eh, questionable. Um, you know, what, what's considered patriotic this moment in time in our country. But, but, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I kind of don't get it, but there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, I mean, we, we could get on a whole soapbox. There's a lot of things I don't, I don't get. And, and, and some stuff that's, that's way above my, my pay grade, I'm sure. But, um, but, you know, I, I think that's, that's the cool thing about being a business owner um, in, in America as well, is that like we, we get to, you know, in this two percent piece, like we get to take um, a portion of the business that uh, the proceeds that, that our business makes, and um, really put that towards advocacy. Um, uh, because whether you like it or not, money in this country has a political voice, and um, and so we get to put it towards things that matter to us. And uh, and I think this is a good use. I think conservation. I think keeping wild spaces wild and and making public space, public spaces accessible to people. Um, it's something that Jordy and I both feel like really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Now, I know Robert, you didn't get into hunting until later on in life. Jordy, it sounds like the outdoors has been a, you know, a big part of your life since you were young. Um, was the, the topic of conservation, was that like something that was talked about with you guys or was it more like conveyed through actions through the people that you were with or was it something that you didn't really understand or really maybe even take notice of until, you know, you got later on in life and further down that path in the outdoors? For, for me, it was interesting because uh, I was actually thinking about it earlier today. And, you know, every, I just feel like everywhere I lived growing up was just kind of like encroached upon. Right. Like I, we, uh, when I was young, my parents built a house in Parker outside of Denver and it was like big open spaces, you know, dirt roads, whatever, you know, you're playing with the bull snakes all day or whatever. And, um, you know, obviously now that's, a, you know, part of the metropolis. Now we moved to, to Lawrence, Kansas, where I, I lived from like 10 years old until, uh, through college. And we, you know, we lived in this spot on the edge of town that backs up to, you know, a Creek that we played in every day and, and just for, you know, forest land, as far as you could see. And I just remember like all these places just like we're just getting built on and, and all these, you know, all the, all the forests were getting cut down. And so, and I didn't really understand, you know, the concept of it. I just remember constantly being encroached on with that. Right. And, um, and then I didn't really, after, after college, I moved uh, back to Colorado and I lived in Durango. And, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, it was a lot of those like, kind of conservation practices and things like I just kind of like fell in line with not really understanding, you know, what, uh, what I was doing and why. And it really wasn't until, you know, until fairly recent when I had children where, you know, we moved, you know, we moved back to Colorado this time with my family. And it was like, man, I want to, I want to, you know, teach my daughters, you know, about this. And so I need to learn more about it. Right. Um, so that was kind of like the big premise for me is like to kind of 
to kind of be able to guide my children in in that way of life, right? Yeah, the children is a big turning point uh, I've found with a lot of people as it pertains to the outdoors. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's because like, I don't know without getting kind of too deep down the rabbit hole. Like, I don't know if it's because all of a sudden you're, you know, your kids get to that age, whether it's three, four years old, five years old, whatever it is, where they start to, you know, have an understanding uh, to some degree of what you're doing outside of going outside of, you know, going for hikes and birds and, you know, deer and snakes and all these different animals and, and reptiles and all these things that are outside. And it, it like it, it for me, it, like transported me back to when I was a kid. Right. And I start thinking about mm-hmm. all these cool experiences I had with with my dad and my grandpa. And I'm like, shoot, like these were like like this is those experiences are made like made me who I am today or, or you know, gave me my appreciation for the outdoors and my love for the outdoors. Like I've got to do everything I can to make sure that, you know, where I hunted when I was a kid, that if. You know, when my kids get to be old enough or my grandkids get to be old enough, like I can take them to those same spots and be in and and really have things come full circle. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I think it's seeing it through the lens of your children, right? Like that's it's exactly what it is. And 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 unfortunately, like it's it has gone full circle for me here, moving back to, you know, to the Western Slopes to be by my parents, because like my dad's the one that taught me how to fly fish and now he's, you know, he's helping teach my daughters how to fish and it's, it's amazing to see. That's awesome. And, and, you know, I, I think, you know, you guys have already kind of nailed it, but if I added like one other element to this, it's like, you know, I, I did grow up, um, you know, fishing. We, my family, not a lot of hunting in my family, um, just wasn't so, but, but like I said, I'm an adult onset hunter and I really like fell in love with it. I'm super passionate about that, but I did grow up fishing a lot, um, fishing all these different lakes in East Texas with my grandfather and my cousin and stuff. And, um, and, 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 and that part, you know, so there was always this love for like the outdoors. I did a lot of camping when, you know, Maria, my wife and I were, were dating, we camped all over, um, camped all over and loved camping, hiking, um, and a lot of stuff like that and then but but i think this like passion about conservation i think that's more a function of what you guys are talking about like i i, I just think there's this like crossing over when you have children and then you begin to think in a way that people not not, not to say that people without children can't think about conservation not 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 at all but but for me that was like this like point where it's like all right you're not living for you, right? Like you're, you're like, this not, this life is not about you. Um, mm. Like being outdoors is super fun and all that kind of stuff, but like, this isn't about you. Um, and, you know, there's this uh, great conservationist. In fact, he does a lot of stuff with those meat eater guys, but he's a conservationist in his own right. And um, Doug Duran, you probably know that guy's name. And um, if you follow any of Steve Rinell and stuff, he kind of highlights him a lot, but he has this phrase of like, it's, it's not, um, I don't know. I, I hope they don't butcher it because he's like a super sweet guy and he's gone to the trouble of saying this the right way. But It's not um, ours. It's just our turn. It, it, it's something. That's right. It's not ours. It's just our turn. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. And, and it, it's like that idea is so like, it, I mean, what, what a wonderful expression to capture that. Um, it's like, it's, it's our turn. Um, it's our turn to do something right. It's our turn to like get it right. And like, um, you know, and have these spaces for the people that come after us, right? And it's something that the indigenous people of America did so 
you know, fantastically well. Uh, not that we've respected that in any way, but, but you know, they, they all the decision-making is like the seven generations that came before us and the seven generations that will come after us, right? That, like, they're, they're not just thinking about their kids. They're thinking about their kids, 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 kids. You know? yeah. like, they're thinking about the stuff and they're thinking about how that honors the people that came before them. And, um, and so, you know, I think we're thinking ahead and we're also thinking about the people that, that got us to this space. You know, Jordy mentioned his father. Um, for me, it's a lot about my grandparents. Um, my grandfather's on kind of both sides that um, I spent a lot of time um, fishing and then with my other grandfather fly fishing and, and being outdoors with and, and, um, their legacy of service. Um, they didn't do a lot in conservation, but they did a lot around being people of service. Um, and so that's, you know, that, that I, I hope that I can honor what they did and kind of carry it forward. Um, but in the spirit of conservation for, for our kids and our kids' kids. And after that, you know? Yeah, that's very well put. Um, we are almost at an hour here, guys. I know I told you it wasn't going to be quite this long, but yeah. sometimes sometimes the conversation just flows and, and uh, you, you're covering a lot of good topics and a lot of good information. So I hate to like uh, <clears throat> cut someone's uh, thoughts off or, or anything like that. But before I let you guys get out of here, um, where can people find Campfire Manufacturing at? So you can find Campfire Manufacturing at campfiremfg.com or on Instagram um, at campfiremfg and Facebook at campfiremfg. Awesome. Well, Jordy, Robert, thank you a ton for joining me today. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation hearing about you know, what Campfire is, what Campfire aspires to be, and really the whole genesis behind uh, Campfire uh, and everything like that. And and I can tell, um, you know, the friendship and the bond that you guys have built uh, through years of working together and the outdoors. Um, you guys are, are, are for sure going to be successful with this. Um, I can I can see and hear the determination in your voice. So I'm excited to kind of sit back and watch and uh, get you guys on here again in the future. Awesome. Thank you Thanks. so much. And we'll, be, we'll, we'll be we'll be coming to you to highlight a story of uh, everyday outdoor stuff. So so we'll we'll reach back out. Thank you for having us. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll take care, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Well, that was episode 105 with Robert and Jordy from Campfire Manufacturing. I would like to thank the partners of the podcast, uh, Stone Glacier, Go Hunt, Outdoor Class, as well as 2% for Conservation. And if you're interested in learning more about 2% for Conservation, you can visit their website, fishandwildlife.org. And there you can see all the certified brands that have committed to conservation that you should support when you shop. I also encourage you guys to give 2% a follow on social media where it's going to be only positive conservation driven content that's landing in your feed. So again, if you'd like to learn more about 2% for conservation, you can look for them online on social media or at fishandwildlife.org. Thanks for joining me this week, everyone. Uh, be sure to check out theaverageconservationist.com, catch up on all the latest podcast episodes, as well as grab some gear to help support conservation in the process. So, until next week, stay safe out there and remember that conservation starts with you.